0: For full, important
1: safety information, visit juviderm.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So, take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. only at sleep number stores or sleepnumber.com Pod, 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 Diva. pod Diva.
2: Hi, this is Pod Diva. If you are an LGBTQIA+ woman or non-binary person, this is your fortnightly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley. Obviously, you are a person of great taste because you're listening to Pod Diva. Chances are because of your great taste, you also listen to another fabulous podcast, Lesbian Supper Club. And in this week's Pod Diva, our editor-in-chief, the right royal Roxy Bordion, talks to the hosts of Lesbian Supper Club, Freya and Scarlett. They're a real-life couple. They're funny, filthy and whip-smart, not to mention gorgeous. So stay tuned to find out where it all began, from coming out to first dates and feral evenings. And listen out for me on an episode of Lesbian Supper Club coming soon. When you finish listening to this podcast, take a look at our extensive Pod Diva archive with over 100 original interviews to explore. Then go out and grab yourself a copy of Diva magazine to hear more about all things LGBTQIA+. Pod
3: Diva. Freya and Scarlett. First of all, you both look like a fucking lesbian vision in this <laughs> in the sunlight with your shades. I shanks. don't feel like one.
4: In <laughs> Freya's sisters garden. Uh, outside of London she's literally had a baby like three days ago so we've just come over to meet him for the first time. Luckily they do have a garden. London yes, we don't. We, we don't.
5: usually just kind of hang around on the on the sidewalk just kind of waiting for the sun to hit us and then <laughs> go back to
3: <laughs> and congratulations on becoming an auntie then freya that's pretty awesome thank you very much i mean being the lesbian
5: aunt is what i've always wanted to do so i've achieved i everything. do think
4: though i d- i fulfill the title better i'm sorry they may be biologically <laughs> your.
5: babies threat. have a weird thing with Scarlett. like they just gravitate towards her me not so much actually, you, get the op-
4: <laughs> you, you get the benefit of people gravitating towards very you true. it doesn't often happen to me so it's <laughs> like a split right yeah. I'm happy with babies and dogs, and Freya can deal with adults. So. Yeah,
3: fine. <laughs> as long as you've sorted out your division of labour when it comes uh, to wow. interaction, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Seamless. We'll operation. do whatever we
4: can to minimise arguments. So the division is well and truly underway.
3: <laughs> this is so entertaining already because I feel like already you're just being how you are on your gorgeous podcast, where you're being hilarious and funny and sarcastic. Obviously, you care about each other and love each other, but also you rip the piss, which Mm -hmm. I kind of love. Let's talk about your podcast. It is so funny and so filthy, um, (laughs) which I'm a big fan of. When did you guys start it? What was the inspiration behind it?
5: Well, actually, I started up a TikTok over lockdown, like we all did, and I just started putting up aimless videos, just usually of me, because I was on my own, like we were kind of divided a bit over lockdown, you were in Somerset, I was in Windsor, when we finally got back together, we started putting up content, just me and Scarlett together, and I started to gain a following from that. We're Trying to break down the like lesbian stereotype a little bit more in terms of the way that we are with each other, not only within the lesbian community. Like, because I feel like as well, when it comes to lesbians in the community, it's all very much like I love you, 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 and it's a lot of that. And we kind of wanted to bring our kind of very real relationship to light, so we did that through our TikToks, and we also started uh, going out with our friends when we would host dinner parties. Throughout those dinner parties it would be like us it started with us and two friends and we would just be like cooking it would start off very civilized we'd be wearing like suits and drinking champagne and then it would go from
4: that to just Babe, very... we were never drinking champagne we were still drinking, still Ste- drinking Stella me. out the, the bottle girls, the guys <laughs> are drinking champagne they drink rose yeah. not champagne girls i'll drink we're anything not... if it means i can get pissed yeah like, very
5: clearly we love Stella. love so, Stella.
4: yeah so we started
5: putting that out of just a Showcase what we got up to really on our nights out, and it was always the theme of start more sophisticated, go into more feral wild behavior, and that's when the lesbian supper club name was born. Just
4: well, we just actually doing called that. it yeah. lesbian supper club to like our friends. It was just like, oh, let's do a lesbian supper club. And then yeah. what happened? We were uploading these TikToks, and people were commenting, being like, "How can we get an invite? How can we get tickets? How can we come?" Like turn this into be an event. Yeah. And, This definitely in the pipeline for us. But at the time, we didn't want to do an event. So that's when we were like, well, how do we bring these conversations to light? That we have at the dinner Um, table. And Freya's obsessed with podcasts to the point where, like, it drives me up the (laughs) wall. Because it's, like, constant, like, American podcasts. And she was like, can we do, should we do a podcast? We put that out online. We were like, we're thinking of doing a podcast. Do you um, want it, basically? Yeah, do you want it? And the demand was there and we really love the fact it's got lesbian in the name yeah. that, that's so important mm. for us to mm. have like lesbian in the name and it is not an exclusive lesbian podcast you know we we get on people from all walks of life it's not an exclusive just even queer podcasts we're really interested about you know getting People's on journey, interesting so. people with interesting things to say but I think owning the word lesbian via the podcast is like really important not only for us but I think for our community as well I feel like lesbian is such like a buzzword that so many lesbians actually don't
5: like to say yeah. as well. Yeah. So we're like reclaiming that yes, and putting yeah. it in a really positive light because,
4: yeah, call it what it is. Mm-hmm. And the conversation... And Dykes going... on a mic was taken, so we couldn't go <laughs> Yeah, through. So this is how we got here, basically. So yeah, that's the really long-winded way of, yeah, like,
5: of saying we started the This podcast. is who we are and this is
4: why. <laughs>
3: Brilliant. I love that you've talked already about owning it because something I think that is so appealing and works so well about you guys as you know as presenters as people um, but also on the podcast is the fact that you do own it like you'll be really unapologetic and really honest about all sorts of messy parts of your lives or of, of being a lesbian or whatever it is but you always own it and it's that's really powerful as a fellow messy lesbian that's really powerful to kind of have that level of representation and that way of presenting being queer being a lesbian without it being something that you need to make excuses for or be self-conscious of I think that works really really well
4: yeah going back to what Freya was saying earlier I mean it was just so important of us to for us to show that, you know, I'm all for demonstrating queer relationships in the best light possible because I think we get enough negativity, right? Mm-hmm. But again, we aren't perfect. No relationship is perfect. And for me, when I see those things online, I don't buy it for a second. I think you have good days and you have bad days, and it was so. Also, I think it just makes you feel like shit. Doesn't and we like just stuff. also aren't yeah. the type of people to sugarcoat anything about our lives. So we certainly weren't going to go on a platform pretend that we were a relationship that we weren't and people that we weren't. And the one thing that we say to people is like. Like the the kind of worst parts you'll see of us is when you're with us because actually behind closed doors we just uh, not all the time. Freya does some really fucking weird cleaning hacks in the flat and it causes <laughs> an absolute abomination. <laughs> but like generally we do just get on. Yeah, we just
5: get on. Yeah, but
4: we don't have this whole like oh I love you so much i on in my life because mm. actually we have these really open conversations where it's like you're not my whole life. I'm yeah. like we're we're singular people as yeah. well and. That's really important for us to own. And I think because we got together so young, we had to have that acknowledgement to be like, if we don't learn to give each other space and, and drive guys. separately, yeah. we will just end up going down a dark hole. So we've had to make a really conscious effort. And that's what we're trying to give to our audience as well as to be like actually having open conversations mm. about things that you're not happy with, even if society tells you that it's not right you should do to honour yourself and honour your own way of living and I think that's why the podcast has done so, so well. well yeah because you know and again our friends say that to us like they listen to it and they're like I love it because it is just so you there is nothing that you put out there that I'd be like oh you're bullshitting do you know what I mean yeah. we're just not like that no people. but we've been wanna...
5: very busy as well so like a lot of our friends have just been like no it's fine I just listen to the podcast it's like I'm on FaceTime yeah. you're fine yeah. like they're, they're now finding out what we're up to mm-hmm. via the podcast because we're just really shit communicating but yeah it, talking yeah.
4: about like the topics I mean you mentioned that you know we we do these kind of really loose topics and again this was this Mm. is a very purposeful thing is that yes we talk about these really raw topics in a really kind of comedic almost basic way right because uh, the whole point of this podcast as well is to make it accessible for the community outside of the queer community to educate them but again it's really important for us like without blowing our own trumpets I love the fact that people because we have this raw humor and talk about sex people love particularly men to make this assumption that we therefore couldn't be intelligent yeah nothing fulfills me more is when they email me or dm me and try and school me or insult my intelligence because i've sworn on a podcast or talking about sex i love nothing more to then go back and absolutely annihilate them with like my intellect we love to be able to show that you can do both you can do both yeah Yeah. you can have a laugh and be Mm -hmm stupid in the sense of having fun and swear and talk about sex and you can also be a really poised intelligent human being who can navigate Mm -hmm. an array of conversations whether that be political or social it is purposeful
3: us, I think. How satisfying to get that smug asshole and put him in the place with I your intellect. It. It's yeah. actually one of the best parts. We usually we throw podcast. them to
5: the walls. When I say throw them to the walls, we just throw them to the lesbians. Like We'll just put a, a <laughs> screenshot of them on the on the story and I'm like, go for it girls, go. And they love it. Yeah. <laughs> they
4: really do. It's, it's fantastic.
3: You mentioned that you guys have been together as a couple for a long time. When did you first get together and how did you meet?
5: We got together almost five years ago now and it was actually through this girl that I was going out with—this is so typical lesbian. I had had a really longed-out heartbreak situation where I was, you know, really on the edge. And we talk about this on the podcast as well—just how bad a lesbian heartbreak really is. And I'd gotten together with this girl. It wasn't a serious relationship at all. We were we were chatting one day, and she actually showed me a photo of Scarlett accidentally. This is actually quite stupid, really. I mean, bless her. We're like best friends now, so it's brilliant. Classic. It's yes. very classic. <laughs> so classic. very, very classic.
4: And, I really um, love her as well. It's just we hang out as a three. Quite yeah.
5: often. And she she posted me on her story quite a few times as well. So subsequently, whilst I'm crushing on Scarlett, Scarlett's also crushing on me, mm. but I didn't know. And as soon as I was tagged and and everything was over with the other girl, Scarlett followed straight away. I was very quickly in those DMs, and we just got along really well, like instantly. And we were speaking for a few weeks and then we met. I was an absolute bumbling mess on our first date. I spilled every drink imaginable.
4: And it kind of just, we, we just hit it off really, really quickly. It was a really dark sense of humour that I think yeah. brought us yeah. together beyond everything else.
5: Yeah. So. And just being able to be very lighthearted. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what we had missed from other
4: relationships that we had where we could be entirely ourselves. You know, And I've... just not take the relationship too no. seriously as well, you know? Like we don't, we didn't put those really heightened expectations on each other but yeah so it's been almost five years since then which is obviously like 50 years in lesbian time yeah <laughs> we know that to, in usual society it's probably not cast as that long but in lesbian
3: society <laughs> it's We've got decades. a gold medal yeah congratulations on your gold medal that's lovely thank you so much it is it's like dog years isn't it time yeah. works differently 100 it really doesn't agree more <laughs> And so that first day, where did you go?
5: Well, initially, I was staying at my sister's house at the time just for like that night because I was like in between like different jobs. I was in a really rocky place in my life. So actually, mm. Scarlett was like a, a an actual hero at that point because I don't know how she put up with me. I was working in a bridal shop and a cafe and it was it was a fuck, I was a mess. And, um, but yeah, I was staying at my sister's house. She came over. We went out to quite a few pubs over in Windsor. Mm-hmm. So that's where I used to live. We went to all one. We went to the two brewers where we, of course, trauma dumped over a candlelight. Uh, no, <laughs> we ended up
4: in this <laughs> oh, God, really, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, it's not great, this it's very a very bizarre dive, like yeah. almost like social club place just on the outskirts of Windsor Town called The Hope got in there having had quite a few and freya decides to obviously flex and get on the piano and start singing to me now i must have really been like infatuated from the get-go because if she'd done that now on a date i'd be like what the fuck are you doing <laughs> but at the time, I was blown away and that kind of sealed the deal for me. If
5: I cook or if I sing, those are the two things that I can do to solidify to a be fair, to do. women
4: do love it. like yeah. They really do. And I'm just I, too used to it now. I'm I, taking it for granted. You
5: are. I had to pull out all the stops. So clearly, I was like, I fucked up the majority of this date. Let me just get on a piano. And it did
3: work. What a party trick. And it's also like, this is who I am, isn't it? Exactly. It's like, exactly. I'm going to do this. And, and if you're into it, you're into it. Well done! I I applaud your bravery and your singing skills. That's a fantastic first (laughs) aid story. (laughs) Pot diva.
1: For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com.
3: What is it like working so closely with your girlfriend? There's been times where it has been hard, actually. Mm -hmm. And so
4: sometimes we bicker over the the podcast, the sounding, and tensions rise because we're both perfectionists and things like that. But, but outside of that, yeah. and we've been saying this a lot recently, it's actually very therapeutic because yeah. we take this time, we record in the Levi studio on Carnaby Street, which is an amazing place. It's a lovely sort of setting. So it really encouraged us to take the time once a week to sit down and actually just talk to each other.
5: I feel like when you're around someone so much, you neglect- you don't
4: prioritise. Yeah. In a way. Like, we talk all the time, but not- Don't have- Not a targeted, Meaningful conversation. Yeah, exactly. So it's actually really nice, because we've got to a point now, I think we forget the mics are there. We've done yeah. it enough now, that we're really comfortable. So we are actually just looking each other in the eye and learning Sh- things about yeah. each other because we obviously it's often quite poignant topics that we immerse within the you know the shitty vagina talks and all of those things <laughs> quite um, literal shitty yeah, vagina. i know one of the recent horror stories one of the recent horror stories i'm referring to there <laughs> so we, we get to have that conversation yeah, and i actually really nice. still learn things about freya to this day now because of the podcast
3: freya am i right that your sister is megan of wagon fame yes Having a lesbian big sister, like, did that make it easier or harder for you to come out? What was your coming out experience like?
5: To be honest with you, I think a lot of people think if you've got an older gay sibling, that it's going to be easier, that that door has already been opened and the acceptance has already been had. I know that Megan had a tricky coming out. But then over time, there was a lot of acceptance and people began to love Whitney. And, and so it was all like a very, like, happy family situation. But I knew that the underlying kind of, like threat mm. of lesbianism was still there and i think a part of me didn't want anyone to blame megan for mm-hmm. me coming out so mm. that was an additional pressure to me parents who may not be entirely accepting at first of people coming out will think right but it's only going to be one
4: mm.
5: yeah add another one to that mix and you're like what's happened to my dna um <laughs> and so I did find that quite tricky. I've got to be honest with you, my coming up was not easy Mm. because all of those kind of like past experiences kind of uh, regained again mm-hmm. and I had to live through basically what Megan had to go through but having that additional support though of my sisters was great yeah as well so I think I did find some like solidarity at the same time of being like it is okay you know the moment that I'm like knocking on my door with a bottle of vodka and some limes and just crying and like not knowing what to do and, but it was more so I had the additional pressure of not wanting her to get blamed it was a tricky situation but mm-hmm. you know what it's amazing now uh, with my family and Scarlet is very widely at- accepted by my parents and, you know I could I couldn't wish her it to be any better now to be honest for those who are having a bad coming out time I feel you I really do
3: yeah Freya I feel like I've very much put you in the hot seat for the last few minutes so Scarlett I'm turning the tables <laughs> on you my love what was your coming out experience like
4: really easy and like my grandma was it took a while but wasn't necessarily hateful just didn't understand but i had the support of my parents really quickly i hid it from my dad for about two years because he grew up looking back now i don't know why i done that because he's always been so Mm. liberal my mum, i grew up in somerset so i started to date a girl from the university of bath so i was going there all the time and speaking about all these football girls and telling my mum about them being lesbians and all this and i think she just caught on and we've always had a really open mm. relationship. So one day she was just like, you were lesbian? And I was like, <laughs> yes. And then she was like, well, how am I going to have grandchildren? And I was like, mum, please use an ounce of common sense. And then that was it. Like, that was literally it. We just moved on and she was fine. My dad, I hid it from. I don't know why, because he's always been incredible in so many ways. Mm. He grew up very Catholic. So I don't know if that was sat in the back of my mind. But yeah, for about two years, I didn't tell him. And then I'd been with my girlfriend for a really long time and it was New Year's Eve. And I was with my two best friends who also grew up with my dad. We were like very close, very, you know, I grew up with them. I told them that he still didn't know. And they were like, well, if you don't ring and tell him now, we will. And a lot of people will gasp at that and be like, oh, my God, you're outing them. And it actually wasn't that. Like me and my friends are so close and they knew my dad so well. I think they were encouraging me because they knew he'd like, come it's going to be fine, yeah. And yeah, he rang up and I was like, I've got something to tell you. And he straight away was like, "What?" I think he thought I was going to do the whole I'm pregnant thing. I was like, I'm gay. And he just went in the most serious voice ever. He was like, Scarlett, I don't give a fuck. (laughs) And that was it. And like, that was literally it. And then I heard from my stepmom that he was having a house party. And to my absolute horror apparently put the phone down, went back into the house, turned off the music. And was like, I just want everyone here to know that Scarlett's gay. And if you've got a problem with it, you can get the fuck out of my house. And then just turn the music back Amazing. on. Amazing. like, Dad, great, go for it.
5: He should really write a guidebook. Yeah. So, he should have, like, how to deal with your child coming out. <laughs> yeah.
4: My dad just, like, doesn't care enough about any of those things. You know, I think it's such, like, a thing that we are so consumed in, like, right and wrong of life. And, like, my dad is just very much, like let the tides be what they are and he just lives as like each day and he just doesn't overthink anything like that. Um so yeah, I had it I had it really quite easy. I had it really hard in school because of knowing I was gay and I was seen as like in the popular group. And so I was kind of always over sexualized by being one of those like girls and and all my friends had boyfriends and were having sex with boys and I I felt so lost in those younger years mm. and judged. So that was the hardest part for me was like not seeing myself and not, I knew I wasn't being true to myself. But in terms of my family and friends, they were amazing. Yeah. Like I couldn't have asked for it to be any better, actually.
3: Your dad sounds like a legend. That is, <laughs> I've he never heard a he come story- like, coming he out actually story
4: about re- like that. He actually refers to himself as the ledge. So if he heard someone say that about him, he'd feed him even more. <laughs> but <laughs> oh he is amazing. Gosh. He
3: is. I feel like part of the reason why you guys are so enjoyable, you're so kind of comfortable and relaxed when you're talking that it feels like as a listener, like I'm hanging out with my cool lesbian friends. So for people who don't have that in real life, in Mm. the same way that perhaps The L Word did uh, when people first watched that, it does make you feel less alone and it does make you feel like you're part of a friendship group
4: and we've been blown away actually i think because we admit wholeheartedly that we live such an incredible open life that is full of so much privilege and we recognize that as much as we are obviously aware that not everyone has that experience you don't really understand just how much and since we've launched this podcast we get people from all over the world message us exactly that which is I'm married, I can't come out for religious reasons, or mm-hmm. just whatever it may be, or, you know, I'm they're like, scared, I'm God. too young. Yeah. And they're like, it is literally my solace. Like, I sit down and I feel a part of something. I do feel like you are my friends and we're having an open conversation. And that is such an incredible And that's also thing. why we love having that engagement with the horror stories
5: that we do yeah. at the end of each episode, because... It gets us to interact with people more. We yeah. get to share these stories. Yes, they are fucking horrendous, but they are
4: brilliant <laughs> and they're
5: real. And they are real. And the thing is, is that you know you're not the only person that that's no. happened to. Unfortunately, it it takes so the shame away from so, so much. Yeah, yes. and and we love that. And I think it's just great to like yeah, just own it, own mm-hmm. your shit, and we get them to own it too by writing that in. You've owned it. We can have. We can all have a laugh about it, and then you move on.
3: Yeah. Um. What are your future ambitions with lesbian supper club so what you're already doing is awesome do you have kind of big visions for what you want yeah world domination lesbian yeah.
4: world domination okay. like, we are not stopping <laughs> we've no. got
5: we've got some amazing yeah. things in the pipeline which most of which we actually can't talk about right now we are really dedicated to building out the brand building and a community. building a community and having more interaction mm. more content in that area And it's going to be really raw, interesting, really showing more of the behind the scenes as well. One of the
4: big things we can talk about, we will absolutely do supper clubs. Yeah. But it's not going to be gay events, I think, how people have seen them before. It's going to be an actual supper it's club It's going to be a so really bougie supper club. Yeah, that's what we want. But then encourages everyone to strip at midnight.
5: What we want to create is a space that is more bougie. You know, it's like a lesbian Soho house. We've got this, like,
4: area where... But it's not exclusive. And I think this is a thing, yeah. right? It's accessible. It's going yeah. hu- to be of higher calibre, I think, than what we've seen before but it's not going to be exclusive what
5: we want is we just want good food good drinks good conversation and people that are all from all different walks of life that are coming together and experiencing like a fun night
4: with each other you can create your own horror stories there brilliant (laughs) that's encouraged we will have secret cameras dotted around we'll be signing ndas as soon as you walk through the door so no problem but yeah i think that is the biggest thing and then just more of everything we're doing now yeah so we can just open it up as wide as possible and and take it as far as possible but definitely
5: yes yeah, some very exciting things in the pipeline so yes please stay tuned
3: amazing oh well congratulations on being an auntie congratulations <laughs> on the baby loving you um and thank you so much for your time absolutely thank you so be.
4: much, well thank, you so much the time. Time. thank you so much for your time and thank you for giving us this space because it's so important for us yeah. to have that support so again thank you so much we think you guys are all amazing
3: Oh, big love fest. Love you guys too. Awesome. <laughs> Have a wonderful day and we'll speak soon. Thank you. See, See you next Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Every fortnight, we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva.